literally welcome. <laughs> Not from me, though. I mean, I'm talking about in the way of weather here in South Africa. Of course, Jenny Baxter sitting in on Teeb is looking absolutely radiant. So obviously the weather's very good over there at the moment, Jenny. It is. Thank you, Mal. It's beautiful. But um, I think our big story this week is the devastating floods in the Cedarburg. Yeah, about, I mean, my brother was sending me pictures um, from Cape Town and from Franschhoek where there were no more roads. There were rivers. People were trying to ford rivers when they're trying to just drive. So it looked rather hectic. Yeah. I mean, I haven't and, seen anything like that for years. And I think it's called Citrus Dull, not Citrus Dale, but I'm not Citrus sure. Citrus Dull, yeah. Correct. Yeah, Citrus Dull had um, a, a wonderful headline about how they were actually blocked off from the world, cut off from the world. And luckily, we've got um, Lauren Bradley here to tell us more about about all the floods because she was in it, not luckily for her. But I think that uh, Lauren is a long-time SA People follower. She used to be an expat then, you know, just so proudly South African, she moved back to SA. And it's another thing that makes me very tearful because she she really... <laughs> I know, Are you I hitting know menopause anything. or something, Jenny? <laughs> <laughs> It's just just all the, you know, in a world of negativity, there's just so much wonderful, proudly South African stuff. And, and Lauren is a champion at that. And even in the darkest (coughs) of times, um, she still finds humor and, and good news. So Lauren, welcome to our podcast. Hello. 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 Thank you for having me. It's quite a, I was quite shocked and surprised when you asked me to come on and I've, I've jumped at the chance. So I'm very happy to be here and to actually speak to you face to face. It's been years and years of us only ever texting. Mm. And Lauren also does brilliant memes and things like that. Um, under a pseudonym, yeah. so I won't tell you what the pseudonym is. Otherwise, it's a giveaway. <laughs> yeah. um, but so, so, Lauren, so what happened yes. last Wednesday? So, so we are, just to give you an orientation of where we are situated in the Cedarburg. So we, my farm is in the Beda Valley, which is just 65 kilometers north of Clan William. And as you know, Clan William is right next door to Citrusdale. So we fall in that Cedarburg municipality. And now um, what has essentially happened here is that we are in the middle of what I can only term as a once in a lifetime flood. Um, some folks are saying it's a once in a hundred year flood. Um, I would feel more comfortable saying once in a lifetime because having spoken to my neighbors who are seventh generation farmers, you know, they're one of the oldest farming families in our valley. They, and, and weirdly enough, they actually have South Africa's oldest private weather station is on their farm. So they have records going back decades and they log all of this. But the last major rainfall that was of the scale was back in 97 and before that, you know, in the 1920s. So, I mean, this is what's happened is a, a real massive thing that's happened in the Cedarburg, something that you just do not see here. How much rain have you actually had? I heard a rumor that there was about, somebody was saying like a half a meters was so 500 milliliters, millimeters. Yeah. So we, so the annual rainfall for us is between 200 to 250 mils a year. So year to date, we've received about 150 mils where we are. So it doesn't sound like much, but where the cause of it is, is that up in the mountains, at the headwaters of all these big rivers, there's been a sort of extraordinary amounts of water, which is just all mountain runoff because we you know all these, these little tributaries that run off into the big main rivers, the Doring and the Olifants. 
you know, the ground has been saturated, the mountains are saturated, so all this runoff is coming off, and that's where you, there's nowhere for this water to go at the moment. So that's why we've had that. Does that answer your question? Does that mm-hmm. um, explain it for and, you? And, and it's all getting all very scientific, I know, but <laughs> I, I, I can get the actual figures and stats for you, but it's very hard to, to get off my neighbors. But, um, for example, my one neighbor was saying the last time they've had, we've had this quantity of rainfall was back in uh, the 1920s for our area was was 200 mils, which doesn't sound like a lot, but for us it's like phenomenal rain. Um, and we're sitting at, I think, 191 mils for our valley. So that's an extraordinary, you know, mm. amount of water for us to pass through here. And did Gift of the Givers come anywhere near you or they were in other areas? We're very lucky because we are where we're situated. Our home is above the 100-year flood line, so we didn't lose our house. But um, a lot of our mountain villages, places like Vipital, which, as you know, suffered extremely. Uh, you know, a few years ago, they had that devastating fire that ripped through it and pretty much That's raised right. the whole village. Now they've been struck by a flood. Um, and then the surrounding villages um, around there, you know, Chasfle, Achtersefle, Hieningfle, that's where Gift of the Givers was going in because those communities, um, you know, are small and isolated and the roads are washed away. And, you know, we've been trying to reach our, our own, some of, we, we employ some people from those villages and we've been trying to contact them but you know there's no cell reception out here <laughs> so you know you've got to rely on whatsapp and electricity so when that gets knocked out as well you know you can't makes communication difficult you know and You're if like you can't reach each other again. either yeah we're literally in the middle of nowhere and it's amazing it's amazing how um, folks here this is just normal day-to-day life you know the fact that you don't have cell reception you just get on with it I can see that uh, I think that the whole of South Africa is going to have to become like that at some stage in the not too distant future. <laughs> I know. Well, it's very funny because when we, I know we get things like load shedding and whatnot out here, but when it does, you know, often we, we often have power knocked out. So we actually just, we don't even look at the schedule anymore. We just get on with, with what we're doing. <laughs> if you have it, great. If you don't know. And and I don't know if we've mentioned it's Enjo Nature Farm is yeah. your is your guest yeah. farm. Yes. So now will this affect because I mean you've been featured by the BBC, your flowers are insane and SA people love sharing your stunning Yes, stunning thank photos. you. Thank you. So, uh, so now will it happen this year or will the rain have affected <sighs> that? You know what we don't know. We absolutely don't know. Um I actually wish you could stand outside and see what I'm seeing because it is such a staggering contrast. What we're used to dealing with in this part of the world is sandstorms, extremes of temperature, you know, drought, um, not a lot of water. And outside, you know, the mountains are look like they've been covered in green velvet. It's green and, and, and lush. And even though we've got debris everywhere and rivers have reshaped themselves and we've you know, we've got a guest house that basically has a river running through it at the moment where previously there was never any water anywhere near it. Um, it's quite an extraordinary thing to see the actual extremes of nature and how, you know, it's reshaped the landscape, so to speak. Well, I'm going to be coming down to Cape Town in the end, towards the end of September. It'll be 21 years since I last saw the flowers. 
Wowza. So because I have to come down to do a talk down there, I'm going to convince my brother that I'll stay an extra day and he's got to drive me up the West Coast so I can come and see you. So maybe <laughs> I'll find out where you are and pop in and say, how's it? <laughs> you know, South Africans have this amazing um, ability to, you know, you, you, if you travel abroad and you meet other South Africans, sometimes they don't want to know each other, which made me laugh as an expat because you'd see other South Africans and some, you get the ones that sort of don't want to like – you know they don't want to mix but then when you're in situations like this when you ever i find whenever you're in a situation of crisis no matter where you are in the world and i mean i've lived overseas out of africa longer than i've lived in it whenever there's a crisis there's a weird coming together that like unspoken thing i don't even have a word for it but that unspoken ability to help one another it's that understanding that you've all been through some sort of trauma or crisis together that you you figure out a way way through it not around it so so yeah it's amazing well there we have it everybody should come together and um i i'm going to come to the middle of nowhere to come and visit you thanks so much for joining us lauren and um, i hope your disaster becomes less disastrous and that things get back to kind of normal very soon we will rise that's the one thing about about people out here the in the indestructible spirit Thank you, Lauren. Pleasure. Bye, guys. Well, I tell you what, um, we've had some heavy rains in Joburg, but fortunately no flooding in my area. I was just thinking about and working out was – when was it? 1981, I think, in January 81. I remember the the news headlines about the flooding in Langsburg where, I don't know, like – 50%, 50%, more than 50% of the town's infrastructure was completely wiped out. So, I mean, the force of water is just quite hectic. Sure. Yeah. And Shaman, good luck to Lauren because they basically, um, you know, have to postpone all their guests to next mm. year. They, they, that destroyed. And if anybody's listening and wants to help, um, the area, Please donate to Gift of the Givers. Yeah, they you can even if you've got a My School card, it. you can always just change the My School card to actually everything to use it to scan with. You can go and put it; it'll go. There's there's a setup there for Gift of the Givers as well. That's my what I done. All right, okay. So let's get mm-hmm. on to some news for for expats. What's happening over in the the other part of the world? Well, there's a lot happening in my beloved France. So just down the road in Cannes. There's the um, Cannes Lion Festival of Creativity. Mm-hmm. So often, um, I think it's Ogilvy in South Africa. They've often won here. It's like advertising in Spotify and YouTube. It, you know, everything. It's fantastic. Anyway, Trevor Noah is there. Mm-hmm. And he has announced um, a couple of days well, yesterday that he's launching a podcast on Spotify. So I don't know, maybe he's replacing Megan because you saw that Megan... Um, Meghan Markle, Prince mm-hmm. Harry's wife, her, her podcast got cancelled, um, but Trevor Noah is being picked up and it'll start later this year, uh, he'll be talking to interesting people doing things around the world, so Cool. that'll be pretty cool. Yeah. We'll have to listen to that. Um, and then there's the story that you sent me that I just love of the South African guy who is setting up South African cuisine, bringing it to people in Colombia. In Colombia, of all places. Yeah, he got, he got, um, got hold of me through somebody else who suggested that he, he gets in touch with us. Um, and uh, Sasha Denaro in Colombia. Um, and it's SA Cuisine with a, with a, a Colombian twist. So he's doing burros and biltong and, and they've got um, – he, he did – what did he say? There's about only 50 South Africans living in Colombia. 
<laughs> yes. Yeah, so he really does need, he really does need, because he was saying he's lived around the world, including in New York, where he's like studied what works and everything. And for most South Africans globally who set up these um, South African restaurants or mm. pop-ups or whatever, um, takeaways, they, they are seeded by South Africans. But with there only being 50 total South Africans <laughs> in Colombia, that's why he's needed to do the sort of Colombian twist to get more locals. But he would really appreciate all South Africans who are there to please support and spread the word and tell people how divine SA food is. And I think on the 21st of July in Medellin, they'll be having a pop-up that's called Lacquers. So Ooh. it'll be hard to miss. Yeah. Lacquer. Um, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but this is like curves. So, so yeah, I love that. I love that. Excellent. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I'm sure that people can find out more about it on SA People's Facebook page as well. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. So <clears throat> I see that um, somebody has been from here, has been back in my, uh, my old haunt where I used to live when I was a little person on the Isle of Wight. And um, one of the really amazing people here from South Africa who during COVID, of course, the performers couldn't sing anymore. And Arno Carstens decided to get into his art. And he started doing the most amazing art pieces. Um, but he's he's now singing in Afrikaans at Tupstil on the Isle of Wight. I mean, it's it's kind of like, what? Really? <laughs> I know. And I mean, the, the Isle of Wight the festival this last weekend was so great. Robbie Williams said it was his best performance best festival atmosphere ever so um you know there are all these international people including arno who has of course worked with lots of international mm. stars but just how cool for the south africans there who sent us the news you know that was just so cool to to have afrikaans being sung there and well, definitely not Chupstil, that's for sure. Okay, now you, you've yeah, got to think. Uh, no, it was not Chupstil, but he was no, uh, singing Chupstil. Huh? Yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> that's absolutely bizarre. Okay, so so what is this whole thing about? Um, obviously, Demi Lee Nell's Peter. I always get confused. Nell Peters, yes, exactly. uh, former Miss South Africa. And so she married the um, very famous NFL player Tim Tebow. Mm-hmm. And and she she made this video in the last few days that has gone viral. That is just brilliant. There you've got Tim, this like big American guy, going no on spray in a in a really good South African accent. And basically, her mum and dad were over to visit, and they hosted for everybody just all this lack of South African food. So the brayburkies and things, yeah. Yeah, apparently the brayburkies were the most popular. Um, and they introduced all their, all their local American friends to SA food. I love it when, when overseas people get into doing Afrikaans. We, uh, I remember when ZZ Top were in the country here in South Africa on their tour and we'd organized for them to go up to, um, Fawny Bush, where you and I have been to before. And the presenter missed the plane. So, of course, we got Billy Gibbons to actually do the whole, um, lekker bosbrai. He was doing, he did the intro all in Afrikaans, which was so fantastic. I mean, the man is just an absolute Amazing. legend, though, yeah. So. Amazing. It's lekker, it's bio lekker. And he says, yeah, the rompen, stompen kind of, um, bosberat. That was the word that he loved the most, bosberat. Right. Well, what so. Does that mean? <laughs> 
Boss parade. It's like a party in the bush, basically. <laughs> Going bossy is in the bossy of yet. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. So local good news. Um, what is this about Fly Sapphire? Yeah, just announced last night. The, you know, the famous um, Skytrax awards for airlines, airports, mm. globally, whatever. It was also in Paris last night. So everything's happening in South Africa or here. Um, and yeah, um, they were named the best low-cost airline in Africa. So that's pretty cool. Okay. And, um, and South African Airways, I think, came 72nd. <laughs> For the world's top airlines, it's the world's top 100 airlines, mm-hmm. and it doesn't sound great, 72, but it is still pretty good because they were ahead of American Airlines. Um, How can they be ahead if they don't if they're not flying? I know I don't really don't really get it. Mm-hmm. Um, number one was Singapore. Number two is Qatar. Yeah, I can imagine. Singapore Airlines is great. That's for sure. I think okay. the airport was also number one. Okay, what else is happening in our country that I don't know about yet? Um, I don't know if you know, you know, we've had all the corruption at the lottery and everything. Now mm. there's a new boss there, Jody Schultz, and she is awesome. She has come in and she said, we're getting rid of all the corrupt people. She said, basically, it was like it was just set up. For corruption mm. you know she mm. said it's as if people would sit around a table and have a meeting on how they could siphon as much money out of the lotteries commission as possible so one of her plans she is um, putting forward is to sell these homes of which they've already sold one you know that was kind of bought with corrupt money mm. and um, and use that money to pay some of the recipients who should have got the money you know initiatives for for people who are living in poverty-stricken areas. Yeah, the money is, the, the thing with Lotto was, I mean, it came from Ituba uh, originally, which of course was set up where 100% of the money raised went to the communities um, that yeah. had been designated, and that's what the Lotto was supposed to do. And of course, I mean, they've just been stealing the money. But that, it's nothing yeah. unusual in South but Africa. She, I mean, it's all the money that gets stolen. Yeah. But what's fantastic is it's getting turned around. So. Yeah, good. Good. I, I'm, I'll put my hand up Do to go it. and help her. I'll help her okay. get rid of all the, the bad people. <laughs> and then and then there's a South African scientist, uh, Deborah Roberts, mm-hmm. who has put herself up for, she's in the running to become the chair of a United Nations initiative of which every single country is a member. And it's about fighting climate change and preventing mm. as much as possible uh, the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change. So hopefully she will become the chair. They are doing the elections next month in Nairobi. She would be the first African woman to chair it. Mm. Uh, she was just saying, um, there's an interview on SAPeople.com you can read. You know, she was saying that um, science in Africa is really so respected nowadays and you know, globally recognized because mm. there is so much going on on the continent. So mm. she gets that. And then we had some really lovely stories that have been extremely popular on our comrades winners from last weekend who we already spoke about. Yeah. Um, since then, so the, the men's winner, winner Tete Tijana, uh, yeah. Yeah. He has told journalists that actually he's not leaving his job. So even though he won 1.7 million rand, 
um, for various things, like being the first South African man to cross the line, blah, 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 blah. Um, he, he's staying as a security guard, and it sounds like his job is even better. And it kind of reminded me how much people do need to feel appreciated and uh, respected. Because mm. he said, you know, when he, because he works on a Northwest University campus, and he said that the students really used to argue with him a lot. And now he said there's so much mutual respect. Um, Fantastic. And with the professors, he said, you know, it's amazing. All the professors know him now. So he doesn't need to leave. He does still have other dreams, though, and he's hoping to um, qualify for the African, for, not the African, the World Championships, which I think is in August in Budapest and Hungary. Okay. So good luck to him. And then Gerda Stein, who won the Women's uh, mm -hmm. Comrades Marathon, she we published her tips on how you too could um, win the Comrades. So it's like her training <clears throat> schedule. I was just thinking, if there's that kind of money involved, maybe I should change my surname from Walker to <laughs> something runner. else. Runner. Melanie Runner. <laughs> Go and run. But you know, uh, uh, and, and I honestly don't mean this as an advert, but it's something that I always, you know, I always worry about your feet because I know so many people who are older than us mm. who battle and it's because they were wearing the wrong shoes and um, when they were younger. And so whenever I want to go running, I'm always like, which are the best running shoes? And she says, without a doubt, Adidas Pro 3. Okay. So. Well, there you go. Just, yeah, it's something that I would really like to know. So I'd like to share that information, but Adidas have not paid us to say that. Nor has okay. Well, I, when I'm walking, I, I still wear all my high techs and I still have my high techs from treasure hunt days, which are still going strong. I've got three pairs of high techs, which are wow. my walking boots and they are fantastic, I must say. But running, obviously, yeah, totally okay. different things. So there we go. Yeah, you okay. So we, we, I mean, it's so cold. I mean, you know, I'm wearing my, this lovely scarf, my child crocheted for me just to try and keep warm because it's been so cold in Joburg. I mean, it's like six degrees when I kind of ventured out of the house. Um, but if, if you want to go and see snow, which I have been to most of the places before in the past, I know that Jen has a guide on SA people of where the seven locations to see snow in South Africa this winter are. Obviously Sutherland. And I'm, I'm rather glad my child didn't take the job down near there because she would have been, she's so small, she would have probably like frozen to death. And of course, Underberg and the Sarni Pass and KZN, Cathedral Peak, um, Cedarburg, um, which is uh, quite close to where they've had floods at the moment, the Matrosberg, Hogsback, um, and, um, Golden Gate. Of course, then you go to Tiffendal and Afriski up in Lesotho, near Lesotho. And that's, well, of course, Tiffendal's more eastern Cape near Rhodes. So they usually have snow. If they don't, they make their snow. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> they do that in Europe even. You'd think there'd be enough snow, but there isn't. There's our climate change. So yep. we really need Deborah. Okay, Robinson, where, where is Noah when you need him? I need a balsa. <laughs> Was it made out of gopher wood? A gopher wood arc. There we go. That's what I need. Right. Okay. Now that we've finished entertaining you with, with the, all the nonsense, what is coming up in the way of entertainment that would be piquing people's interest? Well, apparently Warriors 3, Rotten Tomatoes um, says it's the most anticipated show in June. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's going to be on Showmax in South Africa. And it was actually filmed in Cape Town and stars a whole bunch of South Africans. And I think you would, I don't know if you've ever watched it before, but it's its kind of like Peaky Blinders starring Bruce Lee, uh, okay. is how they describe it. So it's 
and I think Bruce Lee's daughter, it's based on Bruce Lee's writings and Bruce Lee's daughter is, is in it as well. And, you know, there's actors there from District 9 and, um, Benalandes, so, so it's and Colin familiar. Moss, who of course we saw on Idols. I was wondering where he'd gotten to. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So it's kind of it's a it's an international series, but with a local flavour. So anybody in the world can watch that. Um, and then on Netflix, remember I told you to watch Arnold about Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes. And I was watching it. And I think the first episode. There's only three episodes, and the first episode. Um, was was so lovely because he landed up one of the influential things in his life was going to South Africa. He went in the 60s, it mm. turns out, to live with Reg Parks for at least a month or so. Yeah. Reg Parks and his wife and do training with him and, you know, Reg was his his mentor. Yeah. So, Reg was a great uh, guy. He was lovely. Yeah. And he was living in South Africa and loved South Africa. So yeah. And he learned a lot about family there. Family yeah. values and everything. And then um, Tom Cruise, I don't know if you saw, we've got some gorgeous photos on SA People. Um, Tom Cruise was in Rome a couple of nights ago with the launch of uh, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. So that will be in South African cinemas on the 14th of July. I think it's America 12th of July and most of the world 12th. So between the 12th and the 14th of July. But um, even better news is that, so you must watch this one because then remember part two, is, which is coming next year, is filmed in South Africa. So yeah. I can't wait. I um, enjoy and, Mission Impossible, I must say. I really like them a lot. <laughs> yeah, and apparently critics are saying he's done it again. That yeah. it's, it's really, and the production is brilliant. And you know if the production's brilliant, that it's going to really showcase South Africa, you know? Yeah. So that's 28th of June next year if you want to diarise it. <laughs> For next year? <laughs> that's a whole year away. Anyhow. Okay, so what have you got coming up as the big story on sapeople.com now? Just, just a really great tourism story, which mm -hmm. is we've spoken about them before, Baba Nango. Oh, is that... Um, in KZN? Yes, I'm, I'm thinking... Andrew. And they've been uh, Baxter, sure. oh, yeah, okay. Andrew Baxter, oh, um, and Jen, and and he does all of those wonderful pictures with the um, aloes and um, pin cushions and things at night. He's working up yes, at Bank Babanango now, yeah. Oh, oh, fantastic! Because they really, I mean, we've often mentioned little things about them when they've 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 just been rewilding, bringing bringing all these animals together, ecosystem working mm. again, and. Um, and it's seventy-five percent a communi community owned. So the more we support them, the more the community is supported, and the less poaching subsequently, you know, yeah. there will be. And um, and it's a luxury lodge. There's you know those beautiful tented camps that you you don't even realize you're in a tent, and yet you still get the adventure of a tent. But it's it's. I'm going to have to get hold of Andrew. He's a he's a twin father, so I think I'm going to have to get hold of him and say, right, the twin mothers need to come and play. <laughs> <laughs> twin, 
twin parents are like South Africans where you're all connected by some trauma. Yeah. <laughs> trauma of having twins. <laughs> trauma and joy. Of course, joy. I love my twins. In fact, this is my twins computer that I'm using. Yeah. Anyhow, there you have it. So, I mean, if you've got any feel-good stories or some stories that you think would be useful for people who live overseas or the expats, ex-South Africans, or if you're an expat and you have a story that you think would be good for South Africans, do get hold of Jen. Go and post stuff up on the Facebook page. We'd love to hear from you. And of course, Jen and I will be back again next week with her cat, who's <laughs> now just walking straight across again. <sighs> Children that wake up in the middle of things. Have a fantastic day and the rest of the week. Jenny will catch up with you again soon. Thanks, Mal. Bye. You've been listening to another Solid Gold podcast. Mm-hmm.